What are we even talking? We have a few things for today. Well, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Oh. Hello. Welcome to Tech Talks. I am Victor here with Julie. And uh, well, as you asked just a second ago, what we will be talking about is uh, looks like you had a couple things about batteries. Did you want to go over that today or? It says here that you had basic types of batteries. I don't remember. Okay. Sorry. So we're going to go over batteries, um, charging ports, and we won't go over building a computer today. I wrote down two. Uh, Might have written them on. Oh, I then I don't. Then I didn't add them to here. And uh, then we also have uh, some Apple news and uh, some uh, a few other things. Well, we'll just we'll just dive into it. So first is batteries. Here it has you is asking what are the basic type of batteries. You, I'm assuming you mean phone batteries and. Like lithium batteries versus ion batteries, yeah. things like that. Um, so basically, the battery differences are going to be depending on what machine that they're in. Most any electronic that we talk with uh, talk about with uh, tech is going to be, I believe, they're lithium batteries and phones and everything. And those are the ones that you can under the airplane pressure. Pretty much any battery you you won't want to put on under an airplane. Yeah, okay. like you you always want. And it's not to say that like it's guaranteed that they're going to explode or anything, um, but it's uh, just yeah, like when you're ship yeah, battery. just precautionary, because um, the uh, the, the, the the air pressure and what is it the uh, distance from sea level. Um, altitude that's what it is uh can uh, have varying effects on batteries um then you have uh, i believe ion batteries those are like for bigger batteries like car batteries and things like that if you want more power now how to keep them long term go on i'm gonna add a thing to <laughs> How to keep batteries long term? Uh, when it, we'll stick with the computers and tech stuff because that's what we're we're going with. Is batteries long term? You want them to charge up to one hundred percent, then no longer charge them uh, until they're nearly dead again. And power the battery. It's like uh, let the ba a battery power cycle like that because. That's how they were designed. That's what they're made to do, the chemicals in them. I can't give you, like, the exact scientific and formula. And that's The tech computers and things like that. Oh, they, they yeah. are that way. Yes. I've been saying this. I know that. I swear you've been telling me it doesn't matter. Now, this <laughs> is going to make sure that they have the longest life cycle. Yes. If you have them plugged in, though... It's not going to diminish it ridiculously amount, like ridiculous See, amounts. I, okay, so personal story. 
I had a laptop from twenty nine or two thousand and nine up until five years ago. I had the same computer. It was for five years. I had the same really cheap Toshiba laptop. And I tried really hard to always like let the battery drain so that it would be that way. And it, it was pretty good for most of those five years. It was good, but eventually it did get to the point where it had plugged in to work. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of ultimately why I stopped using it because it's a pain in the butt. And then as soon as it unplugs, it just yeah. stops. And so this is, it's really important to me, especially because I try to make my tech last as long as I can that I do the long cycle for the And so that's why like when my tech gets left plugged in, when it's already full battery, it drives me so frustrated. Like, Typically oh. batteries have like, I think the, the lifespan usually is about a thousand charges. Generally that's like give or take like a thousand, two thousand charges. It's only like three years of daily charging. That's the, and you'd start noticing that after three years, your phone like becomes significantly more dependent on charging throughout the day. That's you. That's typically the point where you you notice it as a, a consumer. But it is good. So it is what you're saying though is it is confirmed yeah. ideal to not just charge or leave it plugged in charging all the time, but to let it get down to twenty years before charging it back up again yeah it might like if you leave it plugged in all the time it might take off a few months of lifespan when it comes to being able to use it's it it's hard unplugged. to say exactly how long it it's hard to per say device, per device per battery per wattage per milliampage and, and like there's no need to micromanage so like mm -hmm. once it passes it's payoff it's worth it Okay, that's good. Well, good to know, but have. And then what about leaving the charge board cord and brick plugged in? Again, like we, they generally is it's um the obviously the safest thing to do is have it unplugged. Yeah, you're supposed to generally have things unplugged. But they are designed like they're. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. not always designed. This is how some some of them have fires, I believe is when you leave the brick plugged in, like the charge cord or the unit plugged in, but you take the device off, and then there's still charge coming from your outlet to the charger, and so you're supposed to unplug it. It's not cycle like it, it's Especially going... for bigger charge cords, like for laptops. For computers, or for phones, I think most everyone leaves their phone's charge cord plugged in. But... The power is cycling through, and unless there's a short in there, Really, that that's what what would do it is like there is more opportunity for a short somewhere in the circuitry. The more circuit, the more things you have plugged in. But if there's nothing shorted, there's no problems like with the this the equipment, then it's not going to miraculously create a short. By because that's just how it's being like how it's designed to be used. I'd still say best practice is. Unplug your charge cord for larger devices, laptop or larger, at least. Tablet, I'd be on the fence about, depending on how easy it is to unplug it. The tablet in. is the same, like, it's all the same 
system it's just how much power is going through it like a, a laptop has more power being sent to it because it charges the battery faster the more power that's sent to it so why okay if they're the same it's the same why why is there like the big rectangle yeah that's part in the middle of the laptop charge cords those are the power converters or well i'm not exactly sure uh, adapters i'm not sure about the technical term but what it, essentially what it does is it allows it to send more power to the device and like it, generally the bigger the device the bigger the bricks are going to be so you have uh you have that brick at the end and so that you can send more charge to the device but it's still the same concept whether it's a phone or whether it's a, a bigger brick device it's just how much power is being sent through it nowadays phones have more wattage being sent to them and you, with the USB-C we just got those uh, 30 watt bricks but those they're not the size of a brick you're still calling it a brick but it's still just like the less than two inch it's cube. a smaller version but it's the same principle and it's just designed to send more wattage out more so that you can get fast charging for your mm. phones so that instead of taking eight hours like phones used to take now you can charge them in two or three hours but the same it's the same principle yeah I am glad to hear you so, say though about the long, the, what is it called? Long charge cycle. Yeah, the long charge, the the charge, letting the power cycle through uh, your device is the best. And to uh, um, add to that, I the the sm let's see, the smaller the battery, the almost it's more important to do that because. The battery wears faster on small, like a smaller battery wears faster, meaning you go through your charges faster. So for phones, it's more important than tablets, which are more laptop. Yeah, in, in theory, that's how it would go. Because the battery technology is about the same throughout all of them. So they all kind of have the same relative amount of charges. Like laptops would have, in theory, more charges available to them. Just right. because the chemicals don't wear out as fast, or they they wear out the same rate, but they have more to they have more chemicals to work with. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like a half life type of thing, or it is. Um, the half life of each individual cell is going to be the same between the devices. When I mean half life, like is in the breakdown like yeah it, the the battery is the same throughout all the devices and the batteries are split up into cells but uh, on a laptop there's going to be more cells oh, oh so it'll take longer to go through them but they all will break down at the same rate right. as a okay. phone's battery all right so okay recycling batteries oh yes how and where and why not just throw them in trash uh because they're toxic have you ever had a battery leak on you oh they will eat through you like the aliens uh 
uh what is it in the alien movies that their uh blood is toxic and like eats through metal like the batteries are corrosive to the point where it like i used to have a uh i got one of these uh game controllers those ones that you got at the mall that had like 1000 games in them but really it was 10 games that they just repeated over and over again um so we got one of those cheap little bastard things and uh the problem was it did not it was battery powered and also powered by cord now apparently this is one of those things that were not designed to have both battery and cord plugged in if you plug the cord in and had the batteries in the device the batteries would explode Ooh. and they would leak all over you and so this controller was designed like a nintendo 64 controller i don't know if you remember what those looked like those had the three bars and you had like the joystick in the middle and then on the back there was like a cartridge well in this okay. device that was where the batteries sat so if you're playing the controller and the batteries explode and start leaking on your legs like i'm surprised i don't have car uh, scars from them but yeah it burnt hmm. straight through my jeans Holes in, your- holes in the jeans like it just wow. ate through them and then you just all right so the, it's toxic material that we definitely definitely don't want on us and it would be really really bad to have in landfills so where do we recycle batteries uh googling like a uh, battery recycling um oftentimes best buys have like uh, some sort of recycling program where you're tech places yeah tech general. places um you can ask around uh if you uh if uh, like they don't have it then they probably know who does um but yeah definitely want to and they they might some places might charge you some depending on the area you go to you might have get charged to recycle them mm. which is annoying and inconvenient but you know better, better for the world the yeah yeah um so those are that's the battery situation next up uh best way to clean charge port and to clean a screen and to clean a keyboard. Uh, with a charge board, if you are having troubles, the biggest pro- problem that usually is happening is there's there's lint in it. Getting a pair of tweezers and just like pulling that lint out carefully so that you're not scratching or bending the, or bending the inside prongs. Nowadays, they, they're pretty good with uh, the design of the inside so that they don't, they're just not like all over the place, but you do need to be careful. And just uh, pulling out lint, I'd say probably 90% of the time that's the problem. And then you've also had me use a Q-tip and rubbing alcohol, right? So make sure the connection is... So um, Q-tip, rubbing alcohol, or... Um, uh that uh or um just a toothbrush and rubbing alcohol oh. um that will toothbrush them get the bristles and yeah that if you are having trouble um especially if you suspect corrosion then uh the toothbrush and rubbing alcohol cuz the rubbing alcohol dries out fairly fast and uh won't leave any residue behind or corro- uh, to cause any more corrosion and obviously not pouring rubbing alcohol directly on but put it on the toothbrush exactly and the toothbrush. um because rubbing alcohol can still short circuit the device so you want to be very careful when you when are using it. it um 
Now, when it comes to keyboards and screens, uh, keyboards, depending on how much filth is in there, you might also want to use rubbing alcohol. If it's a uh, if it's a, a laptop keyboard too, like rubbing alcohol can be okay, but you still want to be very limited with it uh, because it is right up on top of the motherboard itself. Mm -hmm. So you very you, very minimal of the rubbing. Yeah, but, but if it's better. like, but that's only if it's super gross, right? Like if you have a lot of gunk on there. Um, if it's a keyboard for a desktop, oftentimes you can just pop those keys off. And uh, then Take you can... Take a picture beforehand so you remember <laughs> where all of your specific go. Yeah. And you can pop those keys off and uh, clean it out. And that one generally just has like a little uh, um, keyboard uh, input taker. It's not connected to a motherboard. So you mm -hmm. can be a little bit more liberal with it. But you can still ruin the keyboard if you do use rubbing alcohol on that. Um, but I mean, if you ruin that keyboard, worst case scenario, it's twenty bucks, unless it's a gaming keyboard, which can be quite expensive. And Candair. And uh, Candair is a a good way to clean out in between keys on. To blow all the debris out. Yeah, on the laptops, and the uh, desktops as well. Yeah. The last thing is uh, with screens. Again. If it's super gunky, uh, then you might end up still using rubbing alcohol. Just a very, very little bit. Yeah, but it, that's if it's only if it's super like stuff gunky. that won't wipe with. The and this is right? these are especially screens that um, are uh, with that have a glass covering over them. Like this laptop here has a glass covering, so like you're not actually touching the screen. What about ones that? Touch when you screen. do touch the screen, uh, I would actually probably not recommend rubbing alcohol. I would just try to use as much dry like microfiber microfiber cloth as possible. There are some screen cleaning solutions uh, that you could, if you need something liquid to help get something off. Uh, and then, uh, but especially when it comes to uh, screens. After you use rubbing alcohol, if you do use rubbing alcohol, and then also if you have a laptop that has kind of a glass body, it's going to leave streaks. Oh. So having some sort of uh, screen cleaning solution, um, we have over there like that end dust uh, that will clear off the streaks and uh, that will allow, like make it look nice. So if it's super gunky, you might end up using rubbing alcohol, but if it's not super gunky, uh, just a regular microfiber cloth, a toothbrush, and uh, toothbrush some... on the screen. Not on the screen, sorry. Uh, just the, in general, if you're using gotcha. the the tools that you need to clean gotcha. uh, a laptop. All right, that's that. Yep, that is that. Next up is uh, we won't go into building a computer. Uh, it has Google Photos share link versus Google Drive. I think you already talked about this. How, um, wait. Yeah, I don't remember. We'll have to get back to that one. Uh, next thing is Apple is now actually going to supply third-party repair sites with parts. Oh, that's okay. And uh, so they are have a form. We're actually filling it out right now. I uh, sent them email. Uh, they they'll confirm the business and things like that. 
and uh, hopefully I'll keep you in tune, but right now it seems pretty simple. You let them know that you're a business that does repairs. You have provide proof that you are that business and uh, they will allow you to purchase repairs. You do have to go through te Apple technical training um, so and or and you have to have an authorized technician uh, so that at the store at the store um, but yeah the that step forward that is you'll yeah. be able like if you don't have an Apple place near you you can see if the uh, place that is the local repair shop is uh, Apple certified repair and, yeah allowing uh, for third-party repairs it's uh pretty nice and a, a nice step forward especially after google has just announced that they're not letting ads for repair shops yeah so they, they're kind of on the uh bad end of the spectrum right now while apple's on the better end of the spectrum as and these as, things yeah, reverse back and forth repairs yeah yeah. Like Apple just announced, the, or just, Apple just had activated on their phone that the battery repairs will be noticed in the phone because of the pairing. Yeah, because of the pairing thing. Hopefully, this will allow access to that so that you could repair a battery after replacing it. Um, that would be pretty nice. But we'll see how that comes to. Next up. Apple is also dropping iTunes, which uh, they're uh, they're going to be replacing it with three different apps. I believe it was it was uh, music, like Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Apple TV or Apple Movies or Apple. Huh. One of what an interesting move. Yeah, I guess they're getting rid of the whole i system in general. I mean, that makes sense. Is what I it think sounds it's like, like cheesy. The iTunes, i. It was cool in the '90s and 2000s, but now, uh, you know, marketing but has moved on. I'm not sure for the consumer to split all of those things. What the benefit would be? Because if you want to listen to something, wouldn't it be nice to just search all of your listenable things, podcasts with music and? There's um, there's nuances to it because the way you listen to podcasts is not the way you listen to music. And what do you mean? So uh, music, you often create like a playlist of music, and you you have a whole different interface. You listen to it again and repeatedly. Yeah, you don't like shuffle. You don't necessarily shuffle your podcast or um, create playlists of podcasts. Okay, that, you know. I can see what you're saying. So um, I. It, it's kind of the concept of like you could have one app that does everything kind of shitty or three apps that do everything kind of well okay okay that makes sense i just get bogged down with too many apps. i've got too many and i'm i'm, I'm sure i'm gonna need more over these yeah it's um i i've been finding like the i find it easier to find exactly what you want to do, find an app that helps you do that. Um, and then if it works alongside with other apps, then great. So for instance, uh, we Google is our example right now when it comes to phones. I, we use the Pixels because if you went with Samsung, you have all the Google apps because it's a Google Android 
operating system and all the Samsung apps, which are already going to overlap with each other. It's redundant. Because, yeah, Samsung has the, their own mail app, their own internet Fitness. app, their own Fit app. I, yeah. Things like that. So, none of them are, neither one of them is better than the other. So was, we, but like, you couldn't uninstall them was a part of the problem that yeah. I had when I had my Samsung. Exactly. And also Samsung is partnering with other things like uh, Facebook. You can't uninstall Facebook from Samsung. You can't uninstall Facebook? Nope. That's At so least in the Samsungs that I've seen uh, uh, recently. Wow. So um, we just stick with Google because it's pure Android experience. Yes, we're, we have the Google apps, but then we don't have any of the other apps. So we just we, our music is the Google Music. Our uh, podcast or the Google Podcast, you know, very straightforward, uh, one system correlating with all the apps. Um, I actually stopped using Google Fit though and ended up using Google Fit or um, Fitbit because I think the system in there was better. I don't love either of them. Yeah, I, I, they're not the greatest, but I think the system that Fitbit has is better than the Google Fit system. Um, the one problem it doesn't have is the weightlifting tracking. You mm -hmm. can track the amount of time and the intensity of your workout, but you can't actually track like your goals and things. So I have a, just mm -hmm. one separate app just for that mm -hmm. portion. And it doesn't sync with it, but it doesn't necessarily have to because that app is good at doing the one thing really well, which is tracking weights. Well, Google Fit can track general health goals pretty well. Or Fitbit, sorry. Um, not Google Fit. But yeah, so those are the kind of the two that, that's kind of the situation where instead of just having Fitbit be the all-in-one, having two apps, but trying to, minimize, trying to minimize the amount of apps that you're using, but uh, get everything that you want to have. Done. Back to your complaint, which was you don't want to have all sorts of apps for everything. Is uh, that's it. I, I I get it, and uh, that's what I do is try to minimize the amount of apps I'm using by just focusing on what I want my phone to do, and then don't bother with anything else. I really wish there was a better audio. At this point, libraries are my best recommendation for audiobooks. I, we tried Audible for a while. I've tried it a couple times and then stopped and then tried it again and stopped. But I, the, their system is not ideal. None of the, I have yet to find one. But the library ones are decent and they're free. So Yeah, I, I don't have a problem. With, because once I found out that you could just use Audible without having to buy oh. anything, <laughs> you just buy the books and then you have them. Yeah. And like that's fine, but their whole the fifteen dollars for fifteen points, and then you cash in those fifteen points for a book, but the book might be less than fifteen dollar value, or it could be greater than if books yeah. you're. But it's just you it's could just, so murky. Why not just buy the books if you want to buy the books? Well, you can do that. Yes, so that's if if you're doing that route, Audible's okay. Same thing with I Google. I think I had this idea just now. Yeah. I think they should have. Um, through the library, books that the library doesn't have for you to rent or borrow to listen to for free, they should have a rental system where the library 
gets part of the money, and then of course the royalties are paid for you to rent or borrow the book. And then like after just so many people have rent and done that, maybe the library can own it. Or some kind of system like that would be really Anyways. Yeah, it's uh, a possibility. Uh... I did a lot with Lib updated that app. It used to be Overdrive that my library, and then both of the libraries that I'm members of, um, they both switched to Libby. And it does. Uh, when you told me about that, it was uh, actually pretty interesting, knowing that the libraries are moving into that kind of direction to be able to access their stock online. Online. There's so many audiobooks and ebooks mm -hmm. you can access just through the online free. You're a member of your library. Last up, uh, well, two things, because you added one thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, what, uh, oh, two more things, actually. Three things altogether. The, the cam scanner app uh, was recently found to have malware on it. Hmm. And this is an app being distributed through the Play Store. Um, and so malware is a virus that will then like attach to your uh, device. De yeah, essentially, what malware does is it um it it starts working using your device to do work uh that could uh, that's generally nefarious um and collecting your data, collecting data or um. Or connecting your accounts or like getting your inf uh, information or sending your information uh there's uh, a few things uh recently they just actually announced that there was some malware that was ended up send sending you text um to get to uh websites where it was um use and then it would try to auto like use your information on those websites to gain access to. so spam sites you know like those pop-up spam sites it was use it was giving the, your information to those spam sites so they could get access to them i'm not exactly sure what the whole end goal was there but it was uh interesting that they like this along with cam, cam scanner had its own version of mal malware and now there was this uh um another malware found on about 20 different apps from the app store that uh they found and it was just hidden in the code have they now removed all of those everything has or the cam scanner app was kicked off of the app store okay. for a while and now it's back without the malware without the malware and uh, like as far as we know yeah but i'd still be just I, i'd be very apprehensive to trust them if that has been something past and the cam scanner the app brand. is a pretty big yeah, it's a pretty like well-known scanner app. Like it's usually the like if you don't want to pay for a scanner app or you don't have Adobe, like it's like the first free option. That's not one that you downloaded. I don't believe you have the can. I've never used such a. I wouldn't. Um, but yeah, you if you did have that, and uh, there's a list of about twenty different apps that have a different virus uh, malware thing um you want to un uninstall those instantly and then yeah it's the hard to trust ways. those companies like 
And that's uh, and that is something that Apple has over Google is like they have a lot more curated store, and that they do pretty intensive testing to make sure that apps aren't doing these kind of shady things. Background. At this point, is the app store on Apple? Is uh yeah, definitely safer. And definitely. then, okay. um, the yeah, and then, and right now it's actually uh. Getting even even uh, weirder when it comes to games like Fortnite, not even going through the Play Store, you download it separately through the the Fortnite store or like Fortnite's website. And, so you now, aha. And then you have to tell your phone to allow apps from other place unauthorized sources, like. That does, and then so wait. Once you tell your phone to allow that, even just the one that does it open up for other things to accidentally download you can download yeah at that point you can download any uh, apk mm -hmm. and uh install i don't know what ap apk is the uh file format for phone apps oh okay and uh so the you you will start seeing a lot of uh more places starting to use like uh, operating systems starting to use their own storefronts like Google uh, Play Store, the Windows Play Store, uh, or the Windows App Store, or the um, Apple App Store. But they have fees associated with them. So if I sell something on there, they take a fee uh, for mm -hmm. having it on their store. And so you'll see games like Fortnite that are big enough that they don't need it they, they they can just say hey we're selling it you just or you you can just download it from our website and they have a big enough audience that you you know already um you don't have to go to the app store but they'll they'll try to avoid you know losing money on just having uh, on people's storefronts so it's going to be interesting to see how this moves forward if the storefronts start not charging people for being on the storefront but have a way more curated system. I think that would be the ideal way of doing things. You can still download independently if you want, but I think the storefronts should definitely be the safest place to go to um, for these things. Well, in general, just... Yeah, like give it like that kind of power that Apple, Google, Windows, they 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 can be held responsible for that. Uh and I don't and I don't think that's too terrible of a uh curation because you if you know what you're doing, you can find it elsewhere. Uh the other thing was what was the other two? Oh, um so I was actually listening to Joe Rogan the other day, and uh, he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on, and he they actually were started talking about the targeted ads between face on Facebook, and uh, all of your devices. Joe Rogan even goes so far as saying, you know, they they're listening on the camera on your microphones at all times, and you'll get pop-ups for what things you're talking about in home, even though you're not talking to Google specifically. And Neil deGrasse Tyson said that, like, he heard that happens 
and that's why they don't have like a Alexa or a Google Home at their their place. And uh, he's very much in the mind of not uh, like trying to uh, avoid this whole uh, ask or this whole crusade that tech is going to to be into um, it immersed in your lives, right? Okay. And uh, it was interesting because a few months ago, Joe Rogan had MKBHD on, and he had the opposite opinion of like, look, they have our information anyways. I might as well take as much advantage of it as I can by letting it, like, by having it tell me the traffic home, by having it tell mm -hmm. me, you know, when my next flight is and, you know, giving me updates on that stuff instead of, you know, because it's not like they don't have the information, so why would I not bother, or why would I just avoid utilizing that myself? In general, I would take that stance because while it is frustrating to think that privacy where you don't think of it being a breach, it is convenient, it is highly convenient, and oftentimes the services are free. And so the way they run is by ads, and the way you get so many ads is they curate them, right? My biggest thing is I'm generally not saying things that I'd be concerned about it overhearing. Mm -hmm. Granted, we only have one in our home, so it's not even that it could hear most of the things we say. It's only in the living room, so it's probably more than anything here on our TV. Besides that, my biggest concern would be confidential conversation. So if it was true that devices are listening more than just like a Google Home or um, a Google, the Alexa, similar devices. Those you kind of almost expect it. It could still breach confidentiality. Um, that That is a good thing to keep in mind, for sure. I would hope that our phones don't have mics that are listening all the time, because literally... Well, they have the phone. OK Google thing. It's on the phone, and only if you say "Okay, Google," does it supposedly listen. But it well, it's listening all the time for right. those words. Um, but then supposedly it's not sending that like like it, it unless it hears those words, it's not sending anything to servers. Now, Joe and, and uh, a few others claim that they, it is actually sending that because they're they they've they, gotten they, marketing based on they haven't said yeah. That's interesting. I, I haven't encountered that firsthand myself. I haven't either. And uh, so I'm still skeptical on that. There, But there have been other situations where uh, Google Home has accidentally turned on and listened to things that people didn't want them listening to. Yeah, I think that it, the biggest thing is that companies have to be transparent. If mm -hmm. they are listening... People have the right and need to know that. Again, there yeah. are confidential conversations on a daily basis that happen. And if my phone were actually listening, I wouldn't be able to take my phone to work, for example. Like that just it like it's mm -hmm. not worth having the convenience of a phone if it really puts your job at jeopardy. So yeah, I I I agree. Like it seems that 
and if that what they're saying is true that it is spying all the time then uh that is like a no-go but when it comes to the google home right it has it tells you like when it's listening you have the lights lighting up um and there's usually like a little ding sometimes that way is so you know when it's actually actively listening to you and sending stuff mm-hmm. and yeah i'm in the mind like it's gonna happen anyways it there's not really much we can do about it unless you just go off the internet altogether and this is kind of our fault for um like wanting a free internet right we don't pay for facebook we don't pay for youtube we don't pay for google so they have to they have have to monetize it in a way where and this is the what they found was yeah you know being able to sell targeted ads which are more effective right like you can pay and for people too for consumers a lot of times those ads Mm -hmm. are more effective this was also the other thing that neil degrasse tyson said about it was if you uh go uh, if he he he's in the mind if i go to a store and somebody tells me or or asks me if i'm uh, you know if they need if they could help me look what i uh, find something then i will probably spend less at that store than if they left me alone because they robbed me of the opportunity of browsing was the way he put it he might have found something that he didn't even know he wanted and that might be for some people i'm either in the mindset that i'm going to browse and it doesn't matter if this person talks to me or not or i'm in the mindset that i need to get the thing and get out like and if i know where it is great if not i'm gonna ask some people asking me at a store doesn't and he's probably right that on the internet some people will be more likely to browse but that's the ads aren't looking for people who are browsing they're trying to present things that you might be tempted to get or are likely to get and then now it's making it more convenient or they might be offering you at like a, a discount some kind of deal and or they're just shoving their brand in your face and so that when you think of that item you think of their brand yeah and they, i mean it's uh more cost effective the targeted ads for the companies too right before mm-hmm. they had to spend lots of money to reach a wide audience to hit only a certain target well now they can go spend that money on that specific target and get more bang for their buck more of those people buy the products and you get a larger percentage back essentially and you know i would think though if the google those things were listening in people's homes when they're not saying the wake up prompt to the device, I would think that that would put those tech companies that are doing that in a sticky situation for a few reasons. One around laws that say, like, if you have a reasonable reason to believe that you are in a safe place free of being recorded, that you can't, people can't just do that. And I think most people in their own homes where they have those devices, their idea is that they're in a safe place not being recorded, one. And two, then I think it would also put them into sticky situations around like if they do, if they were to hypothetically hear malicious criminal conversations, if there was a criminal, I don't even like a obligation, 
yeah like drug deals or like if if say a drug maker meth maker i don't know one of those people who makes drugs or deals drugs had a google home or an alexa in their house and it overheard those kinds of conversations or violent conversations domestic violence kinds of conversations wouldn't that in in their collecting that information then they are aware doesn't that put them in a position that well if they've got all these files shouldn't they then be doing something about it if like it's either like you shouldn't listen at all or if you're listening then you at least have to address when there are criminal things and i know that's like again breaching the whole you believe you have reason to not think you're being recorded so you shouldn't be being recorded it's just mm -hmm. a very sticky gray area yeah i don't think that they would have any obligation to report anything that they find but um it's un like unfortunate but that you uh end up uh the impact of them like that their reach being able to hit anybody and everything would be far more egregious than letting the process work as it is for the criminal justice um it, like if you allow if they like if that were to be the case where they would send reports of people to law enforcement agencies then you end up starting forward a society where maybe it's not just homes anymore maybe they'll like just anywhere at any time you're always being recorded and trying to find the outlier and then on top of that if it what if one day it becomes criminal just to like just like they're kind of doing now when it comes to the whole uh partisan world that's happening you know where if you say something uh um say something that people don't like then they could just, like they they could just shut you down altogether and so now you don't have that you like so now it's not just online where you can say something wrong you can just literally say something wrong anywhere at any time and anywhere in the world so it seems like the the bottom line that you and i yeah. are getting to is we agree that ideally none of these speakers none of these devices would just be listening without authorization and without the knowing that it is listening in a limited yeah. time frame yeah that is i mean it sounds like there are people who have other thoughts that it might be happening that they have respect anecdotally that yeah yeah there's they they have uh some uh people reporting that you know that that they'll say like tide pods and then like next thing they know they go on their google or facebook feed and tide pods are like there hmm is that a specific example here I can't remember what exactly what the specific example is. I think I saw a video of it before, but who knows? Like, like how? Because that isn't that that specifically is an interesting example. Because like I've never searched Tide Pods, but I think Tide would probably just do random ads. So it could be coincidence that he happened to have a conversation that came up, and mm -hmm. then it just happened to be. Well, it w yeah, it wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be that 
tied specifically targeted him, it would be that Google sold uh, Google sold them a lot of uh, or it's, Google sold them a lot of ad spaces, and then Google figured out, all right, these people are talking about Tide Pods, so let's throw it like that ads to if, but here's my argument again around that like if mm -hmm. they're already talking about tide pods specifically as their laundry detergent they're not saying the words laundry detergent wouldn't it make more sense for tide to go for the buzzword laundry detergent or wash my laundry or words like that rather than their brand name my example was like more of an example than the actual like what it was like it was, it was a hyperbole of what what they are claiming is going on, right? Yeah. He just says Tide you're, Pods. You're also, he's saying not things that general, like not like toilet paper. Everyone mm -hmm. uses toilet paper. You can market toilet paper to anyone. It's more of the specific things like you're not as likely to advertise baby toys to college that don't have kids. I would have to show you the the, the example. But yeah, we might watch it at some point. Yeah, we'll we'll let, we'll let it drop for now. Yeah, like, our essentially people are, are yeah heard. people are thinking that people that they're listening yeah out all the time and I don't necessarily believe it. I don't I don't well, have I've not had that experience at all. They, they they probably would have AI that aggregates the data if that were the case, but. I mean, at that point, it is just aggregated data. It's not as though there is a person sitting and listening to your conversation. Yeah, uh, that's also most likely the case. And uh, not enough people. There's just not enough people. <laughs> and your com our conversations are and just it's not, not that important interesting, enough. Yeah. Right? Like, it <laughs> who cares that the. Dear, please turn your socks inside right. Like, Google doesn't care yeah. most of the things we have to say. And uh, that was, yeah, so that was the MKBHD and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson having two different uh, thought processes on the same thing. Yeah, it was interesting. They're completely polar. Mm -hmm. But the last thing that I had added to our list for today is just a thing that has been annoying to me lately. Um, I don't think that voicemail boxes automatically tell people when those voicemail boxes are full because I've had a few times lately where I've been trying to call someone and I cannot leave a voicemail. I get to their voicemail box and it just says this person's voicemail box is full. You cannot leave a message. Bye. And it hangs up. And for me, this was frustrating because it was my retirement financial advisor, and I've been trying to get a hold of him for weeks, and him and his secretary both had full voicemail boxes, and it's like, yeah, check your voicemail box. I guess if you store, if you keep voicemails, it fills up your box. I don't know what the given amount is. It doesn't seem very large. Are they using their phones, or they do they have like office voice, like an office? It's system. their phone. I don't. Yeah, I I don't know how. Because that you would think, especially with cloud storage, like that could hold a lot I of audio. Think, but I don't think that voicemails are stored on the cloud. They're stored on your device. That's true. Probably. But that still can hold a lot of audio. But it hasn't been. Like yeah. this has happened multiple times. And the most or frustrating Or they have a lot of voicemails that they just guy. never. Because like... in theory, they could have just had their phone for years and they just never deleted a Voicemail. I didn't used to delete all of my voicemails. I used to keep them a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And now, after I've had this happen so much lately, I've decided, well, especially that scenario I gave you guys, I've decided, well, I need to make sure that my, my voice boxes. I recommend everyone else do the same, because <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. I'd probably say, like, a good yearly cleanup at Apropos. Well, depending on how many you get per year. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I mean even after... Even if you only get six in a year, or uh, like the next year, you just get more than that. I'm sure there are, but I'm <laughs> saying like a yearly cleanup because you <laughs> I get that many a month. I'm like that's fine because if six a month, that's still plenty. Like you're not gonna run out of space in a year, but you no, never... I think you do. I I don't think well, so. I don't know, but check it because I don't think it tells consumers like when your full phone is full may have just not gotten a voicemail for a long time. I wonder also if they just have a set amount of voicemail. But that doesn't Well, when I told you. when I finally did get a hold of my financial guy, mm -hmm. he was just like, "Okay." Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know what that. Like that just means that he is not going to delete his voicemail. Well, no, he no I think he he has since deleted them now, but oh. he was just like, okay, like, you think my voicemail box won't take more? Hmm, I haven't heard any such thing. He seemed very skeptical when I told him, like, your voicemail box is full. I've been trying to get a hold of you, but unable to leave voicemails. That's why you have missed calls from me. But no voicemails. You might address that well most people understand that voicemail boxes can get full i don't that's just one guy that doesn't understand well, but i think people assume that it will tell you it yeah people assume that it tells you it's full but your particular example sounded more like he didn't even believe that was a concept hard to say anyway but uh, yeah it should tell you if it's full i don't know why it should it but they don't i've yeah. never had it a voicemail i've never known anyone to it just gets full done yeah i haven't actually heard of anybody saying it but it's also not a conversation i have most with people and i don't have enough voicemails to ever uh to ever have that be a problem for me so who knows not a topic we can really answer but that yeah. other frustrating one is uh when when you get to someone's voicemail box and then it doesn't actually give you time to record a message it oh, yeah, beeps, we and then one second later is like all right, press one to submit, press two to make it urgent. And it's like, didn't let me say anything. Yeah, I could barely get my name in before on some of these people. And then there was actually, there was that. an option to, to add to it. And I used that option to add to it. But then it was like, it literally was like a split second. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And I don't know, for this one that I'm having this I don't know what to do with the lady because this is like a first contact. I've never talked to this friend. You have to just figure out how to say your name, your occupation in like two seconds. Faster than an auctioneer. Yeah. Anyways. Hopefully the voicemail system will uh, progress with the times eventually. Hopefully. People still use well, that was uh, Tech Talks for today, and hopefully you guys liked it. Uh, if you did, uh, like and subscribe, and we will see you guys 
next one. And the next one.